Blog Talk Radio. You know, if you listen to this show on a regular basis, you'll realize that one of the most disgusting terms to ever come along in business jargon is servant leader. Servant leader. It tries to make it seem that the boss is suffering for you, even though it's obvious to any idiot that she's only helping you because you're going to make money for her. Her self Seeking behavior is portrayed with this little tag as a kind of self-abnegation, self-denial, right? And that's the opposite of the truth, and I don't like it! But now I notice that another term has become popular, and that's just plain leader. Leader. Nobody's a manager anymore. Everybody is a, a leader, you know? And I think people like it because it makes them sound kind of heroic. It reminds me of another jargon term, visionary. Visionary. That's another vanity title that lots of people seem to feel comfortable applying to themselves in public. In public, not just in front of a mirror. Okay, everybody's got a fantasy, right? But who would imagine that people have the nerve to tell everybody that they're visionaries? But they do. You know it's true. And whenever I see somebody call herself a leader, I imagine her admiring herself in front of a mirror. I'm not an ordinary person. I'm a leader. That's what I think she's thinking. That's what I think, okay? Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think so. But what does leader really mean, eh? You wonder? Some people want to say that it's the opposite of a boss, but it's really a boss. A boss is what a leader is, but a boss, okay, a decent guy. That's that's it. It's not the opposite. A boss, they like to say, is, well, let me, let me put it my way. A boss is in charge of what you do, and a leader is in charge of what you do. But a boss isn't very nice, according to these people. And a leader is. A boss is self-centered and pushy, and he'll take credit for your work. But a leader, no, a leader wouldn't do that. He treats you with respect, and he coaches you. You know why? Because he wants you to like him, so you'll want to do what he tells you to do. You don't have to be pushed. You like him so much, you're like a puppy. But in real life, let me tell you, not every leader is a nice guy. Everyone says that Steve Jobs, Steve Jobs was a leader, but not many people say he was a nice guy. And Jeff Bezos, he's a leader, but is he a nice guy? That's not what he's famous for. Lenin was a leader. Mao was a leader. You see where I'm going? A leader is a person who gets other people to do the work she wants done. And that's all it is. So when you see someone who calls herself a talent acquisition leader, 
instead of a recruiting manager, just say to her, you mean like Castro? And see how she likes that! Okay? And now, Jerry, (laughs) everybody knows that you're a leader, a real leader! So can you tell us, what show is this? The Recruiting Animal Jerry. Can you hear me all right? Can you hear me? I hear you just fine. Thank you. Now, I I can hear you fine. Now, I don't think that you're going to like today's show because it's going to be kind of a webinar about inbound marketing. So, you know, that's for corporate. Okay. So, if you have yeah, if you have to cut the grass or go get a snack or cook your lunch or talk to your lovely wife, today is a good day for you to do that, okay? Actually, actually, I'm uh, putting up uh, 48 sheets of pegboard in my pole barn. Oh, well, great. That's so just I the might, perfect day might, to do it. I okay. might cut out a bit early, but I want to say hey to Maddie Matt. See what's going on. Matty Matt, are you there? Matt Charney. Hey, how are you? Hey, Jerry. Okay, hey, man. Matt Charney, I want you to stay enthusiastic like that. I mean, don't equivocate about everything. I know a lot of people in my audience don't know what equivocate means, but you know, if you believe something, if I ask you for a question, Matt, if I ask you a question, just give me a straight answer. Don't say, uh, maybe this, maybe that. I don't want to hear that from you. You did it last time you were on, okay? And I didn't like it. All right. Uh, no equivocation, period. Okay, good. Now, I, you didn't manage to get a landline, but I can hear you. And I hope I can continue to hear you for the rest of the show, okay? Is he now, on a speakerphone? Is he on a speakerphone? I'm on the world's shittiest headset, actually. So he he got it special yeah. for the show. He does everything he can do to wreck the show. He was on in August and he stunk because nobody could hear him. So I brought him back. Now he's telling you he's got a lousy headset. The guy never learns, or he's just sabotaging me, which is a possibility. Okay. <laughs> so let me let you were me, being- Matt Matt before we get going. That introduction I gave to you that, you know, a lot of people are going to hate this show. It's not for them. Is this inbound marketing? Is it for third-party recruiters, too, or is it just for corporate recruiters? I actually think it is better suited for third-party recruiters, if not more underutilized, because if the goal is to get at candidates largely faster than employers, then more or less you can reverse engineer what uh, organizations are getting wrong to actually get the candidates uh, before they do. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my, okay, I'm going to cut you short a lot because, you know, uh, I like the way you talk on Twitter, but I don't like the way you talk in real life. On Twitter, you're very much to the point. You're very aggressive. You're very clear. Here, you're a bit verbose, and I already said you're not clear. So let me just ask you a question. If people like Jerry are going out to find uh, we're headhunters. We're looking for specific people. We don't want every hamburger maker to apply for sophisticated jobs 
they're not qualified for. So why would we try to attract people online rather than just go out and get them ourselves? Because they're looking for jobs starting with Google for the most part. So uh, it's a way to scale one-on-one interactions. Yeah, I don't know what you said. Let's, you know what? Let's not skip the introduction. Who, who, oh, before we get going, sorry, I'll introduce you in a second. I want to tell everybody there's a new feature on my Facebook group for recruiters. You can access it by recruitingtricks.com, recruitingtricks.com. And uh, we have studied for years, Jerry and I, the uh, Facebook request for prayers, and they are endless and continuous. So I'm assuming that they work. So if you have a deal that you're not sure of, or it seems to be, it's, it I like seems where to, you're going with this. Yeah, I like where seems, you're going. Thank you, Chair. It seems to be going south, and you need help. i got to tell you, just post a request for prayers on RecruitingTricks.com. We are so sympathetic. We'll do it. Or you know what? If you get in touch with me just before the show, if it's a Wednesday, Call me Wednesday morning. Uh, post something on Twitter or the Facebook group. We'll do a request for prayers right here on the show before we get going. Won't we, Jer? Uh, only if no other priority prayer requests have come through, like for somebody's puppy or for safe traveling to vacation spots. Those take precedence. I right. hadn't even considered those for us, okay? Second yeah. Yeah. Okay, but th- thanks for adding that. I don't know. Uh, puppies, maybe. Okay, now back to Matt, the guest the star of the show. Matt, do you want to tell us who you are before I start quizzing you about inbound marketing, which is the topic of today's show? Yeah, my name is Matt Charney. I am the executive editor of Recruiting Daily, which means that I get to write uh, a lot of content, stay on top of industry trends, and uh, tweet a lot. So basically uh, just bringing the snark and trying to uh, – to pretend I know what I'm doing. Okay, Matt is the best, uh, the best tweeter, uh, conference tweeter, especially in, in the recruiting world, in the recruiter sphere. I've watched him many he's times. Good. He's very, he's good. Okay, but he doesn't bring that to this show, and I think it's deliberate. I, I so I see the guy saying funny things, cutting people up. He doesn't bring it here. I'm telling you again. I'm sorry to beat it to death. You better bring it now. Now. I didn't get a song for today. Did you get one, Maddie? No, I don't. I don't have a song for today. That's terrible. Was... <laughs> that's terrible. Okay, no song. No, that's that's to, that's to our benefit. The song typically flows. Okay. Okay, so you know what? Here's something that you and Jerry, before I talk about inbound marketing, I saw you and Jerry having a discussion on Facebook. You said in your one of your postings for the Glassdoor Summit, Matt, you said that delivering bad news is the best way to build trust. Were you just repeating what somebody else said, like reporting it, or, or do you actually believe that? Delivering bad news is the best way to build trust. That was for the purposes of Twitter, but I do believe that self-deprecation is the best way to build trust. Absolutely. How can a recruiter recruiter who's trying to sell a guy a job, how could he or she be self-deprecating in a productive way? Look, like, I know I'm a nuisance, buddy, but I I think it's worth listening to me anyway. You don't have to like me. Is Is that what you should do when you get on the phone? Uh, you know, in my experience, what I've done is as simple as, 
hey, you know, I, I know you've probably heard some stuff about working here, about like, you know, about how hard it is, et cetera, et cetera, that it's all true, but I want to try to prove it otherwise. Basically, it, it's a chance to anticipate anything that they'd find online and answer it up front. So if you acknowledge what they're going to find out anyway, um, that generally tends to build trust when it comes from you. So in other that. words, you're saying, I've heard, uh, you know, I know you've read that this is an awful company here at Amazon, but we're really great for the right people. That's what you're saying. Is that right? Correct. It's not for everyone, but I want to tell you why it's for you. Yeah, that doesn't yeah, sound that was... like real. That doesn't sound like self-deprecation. Uh, maybe that's why you spelled it improperly, because you don't know what it is. Self-deprecation is when you uh, express <laughs> modesty. Yeah, self-deprecation is when you uh, express a modest opinion about yourself. You uh, acknowledge your limitations. Okay, you know, lots of people think I'm an idiot. Maybe I am. Okay, you have to add that. You don't say lots of people think I'm an idiot, but I'm not really. That's not self-deprecation. That's boasting. That's defending yourself. You've got to say, maybe I am an idiot, but you know what? This is a good job anyway, so just listen to me for a couple of minutes. Please, please, please. Okay, that's self-deprecation. Now, Jerry, right. what do you, okay. Do you, let me, uh, if you're calling in from Robert Half, uh, you have to go ahead and, and say up front that you're not an idiot or a standard recruiter. It's more likely you're going to get hung up on. Okay. Now, Jerry says, Jerry says recruiters don't need to build trust. He says, this is exact his words. How often do agency recruiters need all this trust? Just what do we need them to trust us about, that we're going to give them the right address? To the interview? <laughs> Man, that's good stuff right there. That's, that's you, Jerry. You want to elaborate on oh. that? Oh. No. Uh, well, no. I think it speaks for itself. We, what's this whole big trust thing all about? I, we're not here to set up trusting relationships all over the world. We're here to get people qualified, interested, and awesome interviews. But you're not getting my. I'm not asking them to 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 trust me with their retirement savings. I'm not babysitting their kids. I'm not walking their grandma across the street. You're representing them on the market, and and if I don't trust you to represent me on the market and submit my resume to companies that have a little bit of discretion, if I don't think that you're going to be able to get the best deal uh, for me, forget you. I'll do it myself. How often does that happen? Uh, it happens a lot. I do it several times a day to people who call me because I'm like, you are not submitting a resume to the company. Okay, you guys are boring uh, me. Okay, you know, it's obvious. The guy's right. got to trust to some extent, but uh, maybe Jerry's got a point. Okay, uh, let me see. We're. Go- I, I think Alejandro's complaining that I'm not. That I'm off topic, but I, I just wanted some. You know, yeah. I, I, okay, but here's something. Okay. What did I say? Okay. The logic of recruitment marketing. Recruit. This is from Matt Charney. Recruiting becomes did really. Did Matt move to the UK? Uh, I think recruitment marketing is an American oh, term as well. Come on. I'm sick of that. Okay. We're recruiting. Recruiting marketing. Recruiting marketing. Okay. Okay. Matt Charney wow. says. Let me let me let me get it out, okay? Matt Charney says that recruiting becomes really easy. That's his term, a non-recruiter. Recruiting becomes really easy when candidates find you first, and that what that's what inbound marketing is all about. Am I right, Matt? 
Yeah, absolutely. It's um, them coming to you as opposed to you going out and, and talking to them. It's inbound versus outbound sales. Uh, here. So was this just an offhand remark? You said the competition for top talent is becoming increasingly cutthroat. Now, cutthroat is difficult, is different from hard. What do you, why did you say cutthroat? Um, because there is such a lack of talent in a lot of positions that are going out, particularly in search, where, where there, you know, companies with big borrow, steal, plead, and do whatever it takes to, uh, to, to, to make a hire, um, period, even if uh, that involves some uh, duplicity or, um, you know, some, uh, some worse practice. Do you have three examples to prove that? I don't think recruiting is cutthroat. Does anybody else on the line agree with him that recruiting is cutthroat? Anybody? There's a lot of people no, here. I don't Who agree. Said, well, that's Jerry. Yeah. Okay. Anybody else want to comment before we we you know move on? I don't agree either, Jerry. No. What's he talking about? Who knows? Nonsense. It, I you know I'm sorry to say this, and and please pardon me if it seems a bit rude. When when you're responsible for a lot of blogs and me, I mean you just have to keep coming up with stuff to say stuff to say and i think matt is getting caught in that trap of just having to just say profound things all the time and after a while you run out of stuff that really have any significance at all he's, he's caught up in his own trap of it and i'm i'm sorry i feel bad my, I, my, my my frustration actually comes from the fact that i i have nothing profound to say and we continually are having the same conversation we've been having since uh since i started in this industry uh, which is basically how the hell do you sell jobs and put butts and feet? Yeah, which I'm going to tell you what the question is. How do you help you, you get on a good phone? I mean, you're you're much better than last time, but you're still you're still warbling in and out. Okay, <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm just telling you. Okay, now I'll just move on. Everybody wants to know about pa- uh, inbound marketing. You say that passive passive candidates are the goal, but they're almost everybody since 85% of the workforce says that they're passive candidates. Right. Yeah, so, I actually okay. think that's a it's an oxymoron um, to say because if they're a candidate, they're not actually. Oh, you're passive. wrong. You're wrong. It's someone who's curious but isn't actively looking. It makes perfect sense. Okay, and so free uh, contemplation. So there okay. you go. Yes, that's buying stage. Okay. Now, now you also say you say people who know your company in advance are are more likely to apply. So. The candidates you should be thinking of are people from any of your customers, your business partners, your vendors, uh, your competitors, uh, alumni, and past applicants. Uh, That doesn't make much sense to me. Do you really want to recruit from the people who are supplying you or you're doing business with, your your partners? Um, Not within the bounds of a contract, but I absolutely think that targeting a competitor – uh, or, uh, you know, uh, 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 a lot I of didn't say competitor. Competitor's obvious, okay? What about your business partners? Targeting them? How do you target anyway? So is that significant? I mean, are you doing anything special to attract the people who already know you as opposed from those who don't? Or is it just an observation? Yeah. No, I think that you absolutely are because people know your brand as a consumer. Um, they might have expectations that are different from an employer brand. Disney. I'll go back to that example. The consumer brand is it's this mar- the happiest place on earth. 
And if you're an employee, it may be the most miserable place on earth. So I think that, uh, you know, obviously there's that matter of distinguishing. Yeah, I don't know what uh, you're saying. I, I got to save the show. I got it. We're going down a little, okay? Save the show. Yeah. Okay. So candidates reporting a positive experience with an employer are 83% more likely to become customers than those who had a neutral one. This is the issue. Well, maybe we should leave that till. That's really not an inbound marketing uh, thing. Okay. Yeah, it's because you said, it's, no, no, wait a sec. You said inbound marketing is the future of recruiting. The recruiting function of the future looks nearly identical to marketing today. By adopting marketing's competencies, you'll see an, an improvement immediately and bigger results long-term for building an engaged pipeline of qualified leads. So what do you mean when you say that inbound marketing is the future of recruiting? Well, I think inbound marketing is actually the present of recruiting because if you have referrals, which are word of mouth, and you have job ads, which are content marketing as being the two largest uh, external sources of hire, and then you have internal uh, mobility and promotion being, uh, you know, the largest source of hire within an organization period, then you're talking about both customer acquisition and retention. So um, I think that if you're putting a job ad out there and expecting people to apply to sort through and qualify those, that's inbound marketing. It, it's taking a, a, a funnel, opening it up, and then qualifying through various stages to help drive or influence a purchasing decision. Yeah, okay. You know what? Martin Hawk says, I wonder what the animal show would be like if 25% of it wasn't spent treating guests like a punching bag. You know what it would be like? It would be like every other show. And that's not what you want. You want to have a show that takes a critical, you know, debates with the person, not just sits there like a lapdog for the guest while they, you know, give you their usual lines, or as I like to say, mumbo-jumbo, Martin Hawk, that's what it's all about, Okay. You can complain all you want. Go ahead, right. Matt. So, so, so here's my business case for you, Michael, right now, is that right now companies are spending $85 billion a year on recruiting, period. They're spending 8 point, and these are um, from Burson, $8.9 billion a year on, re, on recruiting advertising and candidate acquisition. So if you're spending 3.2% of total corporate revenues, on acquiring candidates online, which is what it was in 2014, then that to me would indicate that needs to be the future of recruiting because if you're not able to deliver ROI on 3.2% of total spend for an organization, then you're not long for this world. Yeah, okay. Uh, I don't know what you said. There's five stages of inbound marketing, okay? Number one, attraction. That's sourcing, right? Absolutely. Then there's nurturing. That's relationship building, right? Uh, candidate engagement and or screening. Yeah. Screening is included in step two. Is that right? You've already got uh, it as number three. You've got it as number three. three. I, I read your book. I read your book. Okay? I read your book. Look, the guy needs to be bullied a little. Anything pre-point of apply, I'm talking about an automated screening tool, not a phone screen. I'll just screen. read it off. I, you know, I was looking for your approval. Number one is attract. Number two is nurture. Number three is convert. Number four is close. And number five is delight. Okay? I don't know what that means. But anyway, so those are the five stages. What, what does delight mean? What does delight mean? 
your employees happy uh, and productive. So, so your employees aren't looking for a new job and they don't think they were sold a bill of goods while being recruited. Okay, so after delight comes after they're in the job, right? Correct. That's a retention outcome. Okay, so the first step is what you call candidate segmentation. You have to define your target before you begin, right? And Absolutely, segment, that's why that's not title. Yeah, you're going in and out. A segment is the segment of the market that you're after, okay? each And you say each segment requires a drastically different approach. The things to consider are location, gender, diversity status, income, do you have an example for us, or should I just move on? So uh, the example that I'm going to use is any time that you look at either Twitter, Facebook, Google, all of those break down their ad buying when you're purchasing ads by those same fields. So knowing the answer uh, of where you're looking, the same information on a job description is the same information, uh, whether that's years of experience, so you can correlate that with age, location, professional interests or, or affinities, um, you can very highly target by the same qualifications. So I would just use the field that those paid advertisers use in order to start putting together and defining those fields. Absolutely. Okay, whatever that meant. Okay. Uh, and then st- you also have to segment based on the stage of the hiring process. The segment, what does that mean? It means that you're going to be having a very different uh, communication uh, style and engagement or sharing different content with somebody who's thinking about applying to your company to somebody who's thinking about taking an offer, right? So you have to break it down by where they are in the process, not just what type of candidate. Okay. I think last time you were here, you told us that when you plan your content for your content marketing, you're sending out different stuff all through the hiring process. You're thinking, uh, you're thinking right from start to finish. And so that's what you're referring to now. And you're saying it takes eight unique touch points uh, to influence a purchasing decision. What does that mean? It means that a candidate has, uh, or consumer has to have at least eight different individual interactions with a brand. So that could be everything from seeing a display ad to getting a referral from somebody who they know who works at the company, eight different touch points in order to convince them to either apply or take a job, depending on, on where they're at in the process. So, so to drive a decision, you basically need to have, the, to have eight different impressions across different platforms and channels in order to actually sway it one way or the other. Anybody want to ask Matt a question? There's a lot of people. They're complaining endlessly about what I. Why am I yelling? Why am I criticizing here, here, Matt? Here's my question. Go ahead, you Alejandro. Said, said, I want to introduce you, you. Alejandro. T-R-G, <laughs> Alejandro on Twitter. The great Alejandro. The great. Thanks. Alejandro. I appreciate it. So, Matt, you said that it's more, even more important for third-party recruiters to master the inbound uh, recruitment or, you know, recruitment marketing uh, than internal. My question is, is so many times you've got third-party recruiters who don't really have an inside track in the company, you know, understanding the culture of the teams, understanding the overall culture, understanding what's going on day-to-day operationally. They don't don't have a picture of that. So how can they exploit that with those impressions that you're talking about right now? Well, so, for instance, um, 
you know, a lot of, I would say, third-party recruiters might not have the very expensive LinkedIn enterprise access that their internal counterparts have. But at the same time, they do have access to LinkedIn's marketing solutions. So rather than, for example, paying so I can individually search and filter and communicate with a huge swath of candidates on there and get that, all I need to do is to create a what LinkedIn calls a minimally viable group uh, for an advertising campaign, which, by the way, only has to include seven people. So seven people have to meet your criteria on that campaign. So you can basically target, uh, you know, individual names, companies, titles, locations, and for four or five dollars, uh, be more effective in terms of converting uh, people into actual candidates in your database using their advertising platform than using their recruiting platform. That's just one example. Alejandro, do you understand what he said? I understand what he said. I don't think it answers the question that I asked, but I understand what he said. Why not? Everybody wants to hear from Matt. I interrupt people when I think they're getting boring. I interrupt people when I think they're getting boring, but the, the, you know, here I'm hearing on, on Twitter, oh, if only he'd let the guest answer a question. Go ahead. I let him answer. If you're not satisfied, challenge him again. Well, yep. Go ahead, Alondra. Hold on. And Matt, i got to tell you something. Maybe you got ADD, but if you're trying to be good on this show, don't read Twitter at the same time and answer oh, those Twitter posts, okay? Go ahead, Okay, Alan. so uh, the, the point I was trying to make is if, if you're on the outside looking in as a third party and you, and you really don't know what's going on, I don't well, see how, animal. how I mean, you he, – right. he's, he's a recruiter, I, but he's on the outside. I don't see how you can create that compelling content to create those impressions that you're talking about. So I don't see how that could be a matter of import for third-party recruiters. That's why I asked you how how does that – you know, it's incongruent. It doesn't match up what you're saying and what my experience has been and what I see in the the world of recruiting. Well, so I I guess this uh, will depend on third-party recruiter, but very simply – if you're competing with a direct client, so, so I'm knocking retained search out of this, right, when you have the search, very different. But if you are looking at the ways that employers are developing candidates, if your goal is to get there first, you know, by buying the right keywords, by using SEO, because Google's algorithm actually ranks ACS content as spam uh, most of the time due to duplicate titles, if you're able to reverse engineer what those organizations are doing to open their funnel, um, which is, you know, pretty shitty, actually. It's just their job description. It's, it's you know, aphoristic, um, you know, naive culture content and job alerts. If you're able to beat that by, let's say, curating content about your industry, whether it's you're writing posts or in some way giving some insight into uh, career advice, um, resume advice, Anything that can be scaled that positions you as a career expert or an industry expert, that's the exact same content, but better you than the 23-year-old communication. Okay, I have a question. I have a question now. First of all, I just know, I have to defend myself. The guy came on two months ago. Nobody could hear a word he said. I had to go through the whole show and, uh, and, and, and increase the volume in the recording of every word the guy uttered so we could hear it in the recording. Okay, this time I'm trying to hear listen to him understand reply to Alejandro and I'm straining 
with the warbling because he didn't make sure that he called in on a decent line. I have to criticize him. Don't tell me I don't. I'm doing it for you, everybody. Now, my second point is, uh, my second point with what Alejandro was saying, now I understand. If hi, Maureen. Hey, hi. Thanks, What's Maureen. Okay, I got it. If, if you're recruiting... Busy. Or if or or whatever, Jerry, the kind of Jerry, the same person, the same kind of person, on what he's saying. the same kind of person you're recruiting mm-hmm. all the time, then you can do what inbound. You, you can do inbound market. If you would stop <laughs> interrupting me, I can figure out what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> you can have it if you're recruiting the well, same. His show's kind of going nowhere. It's, it's sure 12:30. It and it's Wait dead. a second. It's this over. I got a good question for Matt. I finally got it. It's time for the after show. <laughs> Just wait a sec. I'm picking hey, up on what I'm There's some pretty neat stuff going on over on Facebook. Matt, Are you over there right now, Maureen? Matt. Matty. Matt, say yes. Pay okay, attention. Okay. Matt. 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 Look here. Michael. Okay. Look here. If you're. If you're Recruiting, you're like Jerry. He places software developers on contract. Okay, so he's recruiting the same kind of people, generally speaking, all the time. If he had an inbound marketing landing page, that it's would be only. useful to him because it would populate his database with people, not necessarily good ones, but at least he'd have people he could screen. Yes it would or be no? Like a garden. Yeah. Let's. Yes or no, Matt? Yes or no? Yeah, Matt. Yeah, okay. The thing is, how are people going to find him? You mentioned SEO a few minutes ago. Are you saying he should also use sponsored search on 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 uh, Google by buying certain keywords? Because those are going to be expensive. I did a software contractor job. The first paid result is Dice.com. First organic result is Keith. Third is FlexJob. Fourth is LinkedIn. Fifth is Solo Gig. The reason why those ranks there is because they are paying money and putting an emphasis on getting that keyword traffic. Um, and so, obviously, oh, it has value to try to get employers to subscribe to a candidate, which is how, essentially the point. How is Jerry, how is a guy like Jerry going to compete? His, his uh, landing page, how is, how is it going to compete with those guys like Dice, like LinkedIn that you just mentioned? It's not. Not, which is why I don't even do it. Per search form than Dice does. That's a moving target, but either way, when you're talking about 25%, you'll make that margin back. So uh, it'll pay yeah. for itself. Yeah. I, I don't oh, yeah. Does one placement will cover it? I, uh, one placement will cover uh, either like a premium LinkedIn or Glassdoor sponsorship for the most part, right? But either way, if constantly placing them and you own those keywords, uh, their entire business model is margin as a arbitrage of what these like uh, job related keywords are, right? So if you can defeat that at your specific uh, yeah, I, you he's out. You, you, yeah, you, your, your, your guest has gone off the ranch, dude. He said something, something arbitrage, okay. and I'm like, what? And everybody's yelling at me, okay? Here's a guy, he didn't learn his lesson from last time. Yeah, I can't hear shit. Sorry. There you go, Michael Cox. I Whoa. mean, he'd rather criticize me than you, Maddie, okay? Let's talk about fine. ourselves. That is more fun. Yeah, okay. I, I mean, well, was- the fact that you require a landline for primary audio quality should tell you a little bit about how anachronistic this uh, this year uh, thing is. Blame everybody else. 
I'm on Hold a. on, hold on, hold on. You Anacro- you. N A A N A C H. Yeah, I need that. <laughs> Anachronistic okay. is from okay. the Greek word avaana, against. No, no, I and got, here's another. Zopov, meaning time. Thank Anachronistic Matt, is no, 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 kind of a waste save, of time. Save that for the after show, Jerry. Okay, Matt also said, Matt said most of the recruiting process happens before we know it. According to the conference board, I don't know what that is, 60% of the online recruiting process happens before candidates ever contact an employer directly. So I, I guess that's that the research the research we're doing. Matt, do you think so people are ahead. looking for companies when they're looking for a new job, or are they looking for a new job? In other words, yeah. you know, are, are we looking for Google? Are we looking to work at LinkedIn? Are we looking for jobs that match what we want to be doing? These are the, both, honestly, but let's take the phone uh, or phone uh, phone sourcing. If I leave a voicemail and say, I'm this person with this company, first thing a candidate's going to do is go to Google and look up that company or that recruiter. Those results are going to determine whether or not you get a call back. And that's just the way computer technology works. So it affects every part of their So does it help, then, if you're a hot chick? <laughs> yes. Of course it does. You know what? Is- i got to tell you something. i got to tell you something. Uh, when we were talking about... Um, about these uh, career landing pages, uh, Matt gave me the example of Lyft, L-Y-F-T dot com, Lyft dot com. They have a beautiful girl filling up half the screen of their career page. It made me feel good just looking at it. Yeah, they do. L-Y? L-Y-F-T. L-Y-F-T. It's it's right on the the Uh, Walk Talk radio page for this show. On the careers page? Yeah, it's she's gorgeous. Okay, in my opinion, L Y F T on their career page. You always get lost in the details, animal. <laughs> How do you, I don't see there's careers page. It's it's on it's on the Blog Talk Radio page for this show. Okay, so it's not hard to find. Just go to go to go to this show and you'll see it. It's it's hyperlink. Oh. oh, they call it jobs. Whatever it is, okay. But anyway, which is, which so is great. That I'm, works. I'm, I'm tired of job pages being called careers. That's bugged me for a long time. Yeah, but I but for a career. I have a career. I just want a job. I don't understand how people are getting to your landing page. He hasn't really explained that. You know, you're buying uh, keywords in competition mm. with companies like LinkedIn and Dice. That's impossible to compete with them. I don't understand well, what he's talking about here. It's recruiting for drivers on your blog talk radio. So I think that uh, there are a lot of different options. Hey, Maureen, okay. can, you under- can you hear him? Yeah, nobody can understand what you're saying, Matt. That's why I'm talking, okay? Okay. Now, what about job postings? You say job postings are a prime form of content that are going to be used to present mm. to people. They're a prime. And the thing is, most people, you know, do them very poorly. And you don't like bullet lists. Why not? I think a bullet list is terrific. You can read them very quickly. Does anybody agree with me before he gets to rebut me? Okay? I like bullet lists. Yeah, on a job description. Why not? Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody else? Mike Cox. Michael Cox. 
bullet yeah. list or did you leave already? Bullet um, list. Here, uh, bullet list. What about them? Yeah, On a job description, great. are they bad or good? I, I use them. You know, it's, it's. I don't know if it's bad, but it gets to the point. Matt says it's bad. Oh shit! What? <laughs> it's, it gets to the bullet point, even. Yeah, it does. Okay, uh, Matt. Is that you, Travis? Maybe, Matt, Matt, Travis maybe we can hear you. There's Do a you reason everyone does it. Do you want yeah, to address this? Good lunch today, Travis. Oh, yeah, and I'm going to wait. Matt said, well, you look sharp, too. Thanks. Go man. ahead, no. Matt. Yeah, so, so bullet points are fine for breaking up text. The thing is that candidates read job descriptions like recruiters read resumes, and I promise that bullet points are not the first thing that you look at when you read a resume. You're looking at the candidate's uh, you know, location. So are they going to be are they going to be open three low? Can they make the commute? You're looking at the current company. Yeah. Should I stop talking? What about if that? I what if I should change I? the font and I make it really large? <laughs> Big font. Ooh. You know what? Okay. You know, I just got to tell you. Here's Mark Sullivan. He says Mark Sullivan says, I know Matt Charney has great responses to animals' questions, but his phone is cutting in and out, and he's hard to hear, okay? It's distracting. It's not just distracting. It's more than that. It's, it's anachronistic, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I hate, hate to bring out the big words on you, but it's anachronistic, yeah. and I'm about Okay, to okay. Anyway. How about, how about for the rest of the show, then, you ask a question, and we will each take turns answering as if we were Maddie Matt Charney. Uh, that's what I was suggesting. Now, there there's you an, go. There's yeah. a big thing. Ask we didn't him talk if he about. minds. Okay, he can't, we can't hear him anyway. It oh, doesn't yeah. matter. So, listen, one of, the, one of the biggest deals, and at the Glassdoor <laughs> Summit, they talked about it a lot. Or at, at SourceCon, they talked about it. Um, Allison uh, Cruz, she was very successful talking about persona creation. Now, persona is a profile of the targeted candidate. And Matt says... A persona has three parts. The person's uh, targeted profile. Their demographics, like their, like, you know. But I don't know if he's right mm-hmm. about that. I can't ask him about it. So, does anybody, does anybody create a persona before they go out sourcing? Maureen, you must create personae. Mm-hmm. Yes. How do you draw up a, a, a picture of the profile that you're after? Well, the customer does that. They tell us what. Like a hiring manager tells us what they want in a person. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. I guess, you know, I don't understand this thing, this landing page. Some of them look good with pretty girls on them, and some of them don't. And so then that's they have what a, a big... persona is? Is that just a new buzzword now for in our space, persona? Apparently, it's an old uh, marketing term that they've imported into sourcing, so they have something to talk about. It's the British? Okay. Conference. So it's a new thing. <laughs> I love, I love the UK stuff. I just love it. Nobody's making any placements over there, but they sure have some uh, <laughs> have some good uh, words they got for some, it. They got some buzzwords. Okay. Okay. You gotta yeah, I have. I couldn't a, figure well, that one out. I, I well, couldn't one figure morning. that one out. Now I know. Okay. Okay. I'm also, kind of on, landing on, the page, on your landing page, you have to have a call to action. Does everybody know what that is? Yes. Well, tell us. <clears throat> it's it's. Bye now. Yeah, buy now. Click, click it's here. Uh, it's a button yeah. that says buy now, or it says learn call more, me. or get right. started now, or call me. Yeah, and, and or go Matt, to our crappy ATS now. 
<laughs> prepare yourself for 30 minutes of crap here. Mm-hmm. Click. Okay. What should I do? I think do? call I mean, me. I think call yeah. me is the best call to action you can put out there, don't you? So do, yeah. So do the call me with the buxom blonde picture beside there. There you go, Marguerite. Call me. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I can work I'm that Susie. in, Jerry. I'm, I'm Susie. Call I can make that happen for you. Yeah, let's do that. I'm Susie. Call me. Is that right? Instead of fly me. Remember? Remember yeah. that, Maureen? Hey, fly look, me how about just the ladies from Korean Air? Can we sing Air? Fly Me to the Moon right now? Have you seen the Korean Air ads? No. It's a, it's a flying whorehouse. It's great. Fly me to the moon. Have you seen? You know what I'm talking Has anybody seen these commercials? No, I haven't. They are. They're Korean they're Air. Work on. Okay, look. Look. Hold on. Listen. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Uh, look, look. I'm so glad I don't best, have to work anymore. That's the best. You're the best today. Hold on. Wait a second. Wait a <laughs> second. Oh, Matt, Matt, we'll try Matt once more. If not, we'll All go right. to the after show right Final now. Final shot for Matt. Matt, go. Matt are you still with Matt us? Matt, are you still there? I am. Okay. Matt, we're having a hard time, but you talk for a few minutes. Shut the vacuum cleaner off, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, I Matt. Matt, there's 15 minutes. If you think you could teach recruiters the most important things they should know about inbound marketing in 15 minutes, I won't interrupt you at all. Because I, I, nobody, maybe will understand you if I, I don't say anything. Yeah, Go ahead. Don't be quiet. Go ahead. Okay. Can you hear me okay? Yeah. 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 That's better. Okay. Much better. I will talk as slowly and as, and as clearly as possible, which I'm bad at. So what I would like recruiters to know is that candidates and consumers start their search for any information in the exact same place. That's Google. Right now they have uh, around 90% of the search market volume in the world. So that means that when people are looking for information about where to go to eat, uh, what the hours are for a gym or where to work, they're starting in the exact same destination, which means you have to think like a consumer marketer because the departure point for a candidate's journey is the exact same place as if I were buying a pizza, a house, or a pizza, right? So in order to do that, what you have to do is to make that process as simple as possible. Rather than try to make candidates, let's say, fill out a very long, very non-user-friendly application through an applicable tracking system takes an hour to do um, the least amount of information possible in order to qualify whether or not they are going to be worth following up to. The easiest way to do that is by only getting the information up front. And whatever the hell I'm saying that says anymore, I, I, I'm happy that I entertained someone. That was good. That was good. Okay. There's another uh, a website. Did you get have a, Did you have a chance to look at Pega, that landing page? I did. And what did you think of it? Because she's listening. The girl who gave it to me, very nice person. Let me just tell everybody her name. Okay. It's Pauline underscore P E G A. Okay. Let's let's take a look at her landing page and see what Matt thinks about. It. Okay. Where are we going? Uh, we're going to uh, Pega. It's on the. It's everything is on the. Uh, it's on the Blog Talk Radio page. Nobody goes to your stupid Blog Talk Radio page, man. 
Okay, it's P-E-G-A dot com slash careers. Okay. So I'm, that, I'm sorry for the tone of my voice there a second ago. Oh, yeah. We all love your landing page. Keep up the good work. Spend spend more time on us. <laughs> okay, Matt, what do you think of her page? I think that it's, if I'm a job seeker, I'm seeing a guy with a hashtag branded shirt, so I know it's not a culture fit. But more importantly, I only want to do one thing when I come to this website, and that's search for and apply for jobs. I really don't care about uh, War on a Mission. So I think that anything that's old here, it just needs to be a search bar so I can search for jobs or click apply or express interest in learning more and then have a recruiter contact me. That's all Matt, I need. I don't need Matt, you said Matt, you said visuals. This would have been you know, going through these pages would have been great if we could hear you. But you said that visuals are very important, didn't you? Or did I mistake am I confusing you with somebody else? Because you this just said, in case anybody didn't hear, this this webpage has a big banner and there's uh four people from the company on it, and in the center is a guy whose back is to us, a man with a big broad shoulders, and it says Life at Pega as their hashtag. And Matt said as soon as he sees that, he knows it's not a culture fit and he's out of there. Why's that, Matt? I don't understand. Two re- I guess actually three reasons. One so the so I'm looking at people's backs. Like you want to have spaces. That's what creates identity. So psychologically, this is the worst choice you could make. But I'm also hearing that one, you're going to have to use this hashtag and wear cheesy t-shirts. Uh, and two, you're going to have to come in the office and go through a bunch of meetings on whiteboard that look miserable. So but wait a minute! Not- wait a minute! Hold on! No, hold on! They do have one, at least that we know, diversity and inclusion candidate. Working, live, working there, so that means that that you Obviously. know there's there's various people. But most importantly about Pega. dot com, they are transforming. Okay, now dig this. Hold on. <laughs> are you guys sitting down? This place here, this guy at this ping pong table, yeah, is transforming how the world does business. Work. Yeah. There you go. That's a new one. Uh, yeah, and, and people. I'm surprised that these guys are the first guys that wanted. They're all, you know. I mean, great idea. Transform the world while playing okay. ping pong. Yeah, everybody's mm-hmm. transforming. Yeah. In other words, you're saying, Jerry, that they shouldn't use hackneyed ideas like. No, know. I'm saying that that's ridiculous. Mm. Yeah, they're, they're probably a regular company that needs to hire some people. Yeah. Why don't you advertise yeah. what you really do? Hey, we'll pay you more than most companies in town. Or, you know, you can call in sick a couple of days a month and we won't hassle you. Or sometimes we all just stay out for lunch and get shit-faced. <laughs> I mean, let's talk about what's real here. Not you're tra- transforming how the world does business. It's ridiculous. Yeah, but I think that's Matt's point. Yeah, the point of the if, if you're targeting people who are going to be financially motivated, of course you lead with that. If you're going to be targeting idiots who actually think that our people are the real power behind their success, then, you know, this works. Right? So that's why you have to figure that out and then build a copy around what they want. Yeah, I'm with you. Okay, yeah. here's another one. They only hire the best. Here's a, here's another one. <laughs> from all walks of life, though. Except web designers, Jerry. That, that we have... Here's, they do not. Here's another I think one I could do a web page like this. 
Okay. Here's a one, another one from a friend of mine at uh, on Twitter. It's data sift uh, slash careers. D a t a s i f t dot com. Data sift dot com slash careers. What do you think of that? Is is awesome. So I uh, I've seen this page at one point. Well, I like it. I, I like this one for two reasons. One, it, above the fold, I can see the current openings. It's not a bunch of fluff. Help us create tomorrow's big data platform. Good enough. This, this basically reads like a movie poster. In an instant, I know what the company is kind of about visually. Again, visual is important, but conceptually. All I want to do is turn it. I press the button. Done. I go to the job. I can sign up for notifications. <laughs> And I can submit directly for open roles. That's all I want to do when I visit that person. Then after the fact, when you call me back, that's when I'm going to go back and check out all those cases. So, Matt, what you're saying is, Matt, what you're saying is the opposite of what I would have imagined. You're saying that when you go to the landing page, the only thing you want to look at is get access to the job descriptions. You don't want to read any marketing communications uh, uh, on on the site that's going to entice you or delight you or anything like that. Is that what you're saying? It's really, get me to the jobs, which is what Jerry was kind of saying as well. Is Absolutely. that what you're saying, Matt? Absolutely. The best recruiter in the world can't convert a candidate who they don't know who they are, so the whole point is to get as much information about the candidates as quickly as possible. Not to you know wow them with your employer brand. Okay, employer branding and landing pages, you're saying, are two different purposes. Is that what you're saying, Clear? It sounds like it to me, and you were scolding me about that before the show as well. Where they're at in the process. So, so yes, uh, employer brand matters for inbound if you're developing the candidate. If they're already talking to the company, considering an offer, then obviously you have to have some of, of this in there. But, yeah, as far as this goes, the entire point of employer branding is secondary what I think the real goal is to get Is anybody surprised to hear him say that that this whole employer branding stuff is kind of irrelevant? They just really just want to know about the job. They don't want to see you dancing around the well, hold on a minute. Pretty pictures. Nope, I've been saying that for five years. Yeah, yeah he has. I have. And uh, and I will quote myself from one of my biggest Maybe. hit tweets ever. The only employer brand a candidate wants to see is your company name on a check made out to them. Yeah. The rest yeah. is crap. I'm stealing that from you. But, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I'd like to trademark that. Hold on a second. <laughs> no, employer brand is a silly way that consultants sell services that are unnecessary. All you need is you have the right candidates to call and develop. That's it. That's inbound marketing. Okay. What about IBM? Should we look at one more before the show's over? There is no after show today, by the way. I have to go out and do some stuff. Okay, so yeah, let's business. look at one. Okay, Import this is www hyphen zero three. This is there dot ibm dot com slash employment. It's www dash zero three dot ibm dot com slash Employment. What do you think uh, of that, Matt? Now I got to tell you, Jerry and Maureen, wouldn't this have been a good show if we could actually hear the guy and he could review uh, all could, the things for could us? Could have been in the top ten. There you it's go. Telling- Unfortunately, it's in the bottom ten. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what a difference the phone line can make. Yeah. And Maureen, there you go, Maureen. There mm-hmm. you go. Jerry said it. What a difference the phone line can make. That's There's right. A- 
There's a and practice. You can for posterity, Matt. Once what again, are you, you guys can all quote me on that, too. It's down, Jerry. <laughs> it is so marked. <laughs> for posterity, Matt, what are you calling in on? Uh, I'm calling in on my Google Voice line. Because last time I was uh, Google Voice line. Yeah. You know, I begged the oh, guy. Cute. I begged the guy to use a phone, and he saw last time it didn't work, but he just didn't get it. I don't know why. Okay. That's you know, not bad. everybody has a landline phone anymore. You know, come like, on, fools. people, stop being so fools. Fools that get they something. are. Go get something if you're doing a show. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Go to what your mother's. IBM? What about IBM, <laughs> Matt? This what about is IBM? A terrible landing page. Well, Why? I, I, think I don't it's good. I think it's good. There's know. a, a fairly pretty girl. Yes. Well, what? I mean, obviously she could be prettier if that's you know the brand they're making. But I don't know where to look for a job here. There, the search copy- all jobs. Search all jobs that apply. Where? Yeah. Oh, right there. Uh, that's kind of hidden. I mean, the, the, the type is small and tiny and the white. I mean, come on. Highlight that little box right there. You know what, Jerry? Yeah. You've got a point if you're on mobile. If you're on mobile, it could be a problem. Who job well, searches Mike, on mobile? Uh, uh, Matt, can you Who says that? mobile? <laughs> hey, man, who are you kidding, people? Mobile <laughs> recruitment. That's my specialty. What do you guys say? Mobile? Mobile? Mobile, yeah. Mobile. What's that all about? Mobile. Mobile, Alabama. Yeah. Who's from Mobile, yeah. Alabama? No, I, I have to say, the, I think this is a nice, clean, easy-to-read uh, page, but Matt might have a, a point that it's hard to find the button if you're on a little tiny screen on a phone, okay? That, that, mm. I guess that's... Well, no, I, I disagree. I, I agree with that. I disagree with you, Adam, Who's think... that? Who's that? Is that Mark, Mark Sullivan? Mark Sullivan. Hey, Mark, how you doing? Good, good. I agree with Matt on this one because when you look at this IBM page, you got search all jobs and apply or select a country or entry-level slash campus or experienced professional. So which one do I click? You know, if you're mm-hmm. if you're coming to this page, they give you five <laughs> options, four or five Maybe options. Maybe I'm dumb, but, yeah, they just give you duplicate options. You could search either way to make right. it easy for you. That's what I yeah. that's what I assume. Okay, Mark uh, Sullivan's I, here. Okay, so Mark, you're an expert, okay? So maybe could want to do a few more with you before we leave the show? You got two minutes. Mark. I'm just, I'm, I'm going to comment when when needed. <laughs> no, no, right now. I mean, we can't hear Matt that well, so you'll fill in for him if if you can't. What about this one? Okay. Mito. This is a Hungarian site, but it's in English. It's from Orsolia. I should thank you, Orsolia Lawrence. Okay, she gave it to us today. M I T O dot H U slash jobs. Now jobs should be better than careers. Am I right, Jerry? Because it's easier to type. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what, according to Matt, what this is the shocker for the show. You're not interested in the fancy content. You just want access to the jobs. I like so this. Okay. So I don't want to click flash to load even. That's, that's Where do you click this? Yeah. So Matt, scroll didn't down like and then Android. Matt didn't like this uh, one. Oh. There's no button, right? There's no button. There's, uh, yeah, you scroll down, but the the position is below the fold. You got to scroll too far. Uh huh. We just got to scroll. Well, you got to scroll to the job. I'm yeah, lazy. Down, or you yeah. click on jobs in the upper right hand corner. But. Yeah. 
I can't I can't do that. That's work. Yeah, yeah, that's too small. The job is in the upper right hand corner takes you back to the same page. So if you you see where it says with us, create clever Man. things with us in big bold letters, there should be a big button there that says job. Am I right? Yeah. On every slide, that should be the most prominent thing. Okay. Right. Well, I I learned something. I think it's it's time to sign right. off. What, what does everybody think? Mm-hmm. What does I think, everybody think in the future we should use uh-huh. the word show shocker as an animal word for bad sound. Uh, no, we call it bad sound. We call it normal sound uh, here, Maureen. We call it normal sound because it happens almost everywhere. Ma- Maureen's line of uh, business is kind of drying up, so she's trying to branch into uh, some profession <laughs> where you just come up with fun names for stuff. She's she's going to be a consultant or uh, oh. or a subject matter expert. A nomenclature consultant. How did you guys? Uh, how did you all celebrate John Sumser's birthday yesterday? <laughs> I don't know. Many, I wish him happy days. birthday. I think it was two days ago, actually. Was it two? Was, yeah, was it Monday? There's a whole week is a blur for me when it's when it's his birthday. So I, uh. I don't know when the actual. You know what I mean? It's a, it's like Mardi Gras, and then you got yeah. Sumser's birthday week. Okay. So anybody else? Anybody got something they want to talk about before we go? Jerry's not doing after show today. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm busy. Anybody? <laughs> Anybody? Okay, Matt, you Real know what? Busy. I don't know why, Matt, but we still like you, okay? <laughs> we'll always, one day, we'll always one like day you. you'll get a phone that people can hear you on, okay? Uh, and, and, and then you come spend back. Some, and, spend some of that hard-earned cash. By uh, why did he move to Dallas? Does anybody know? To be what here in Texas, baby. No state income tax. Centralized airport. Keep living. Now, wait a minute. Aren't you a Democrat? Yeah, but it doesn't. Wait, 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 wait. Not what are you doing? Here, here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the sound of that. A Democrat trying to get out of paying his fair share? So much so that he'll move to an entirely different state? Come on. It's excusable. It's Texas. I like <laughs> Everything. Okay. Federal. Matt Charney. Jerry Albright. Oh, Maureen Sherub. Alejandro. Mark Sullivan, Travis. What's Travis's last name? Jaeger. The Duke. Jaeger, like Chucky. Travis Jaeger, mm-hmm. the Duke. Everybody, thank you! Oh,